Hey, thanks for being here. You can get more conversations just like this one on arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. All right, let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 184 is with Kim Goldman from Media Circus. Good morning, Arrow. How are you? Fantastic. I love how you continue to share the stories. And and, and what I love most about your writing and, and now the podcasting and everything like that is the fact that you are proving to the world that there is a story beyond the headlines. Oh, thank you. And you're so kind. I, I, I have very vivid memories of our conversations and uh, over the years. And so I appreciate you always wanting to to visit. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope to I, I hate the word victim. And, you know, I just 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 a hopeless word. Um, I hope to redefine it one of these days. But doing this show allows us to to go behind the scenes a little bit and to really highlight the strength and resiliency of the people that we that we see on our televisions and, and here on the radio and and give them a little bit more life. Well, you, you've mastered the art of not only building compassion, but you're also teaching us to be aware. For instance, like with, with Fred Gutenberg, uh, you know, from, from the Parkland shootings and stuff like that, you go into areas that, that, that newspapers and, and, and news agencies will not go into. And so therefore I get closer to the, to the story. Well, thank you for noticing. I mean, that's sort of the goal I wanted. You know, I mean, obviously we have the the benefit of having a podcast and, you know, the ability to let it breathe a little bit longer. Um, but that that's really what I wanted to do is just have those conversations that we don't often get to have as the as the as the victim or survivor. You know, we're, we're kind of at the mercy of the person who's asking the questions. And and so I want my podcast to be driven by the people that I'm talking to. They're the ones that get to dictate what the conversation is and how they want it to go and what they want to share and what they don't. Um, and, and to really just, you know, from a therapeutic term, you know, you, you meet them where they are. And so that is to me what, what the, the best benefit of this is to give you just an insight as to what, what actually is really going on, not the edited and soundbite versions of, yep. of what the media portrays. I was going to ask you about that, about with, with, with the soundbites and things like that in the way that, you know, so often, you know, when you're building the program, are you physically in that studio helping them out or, or do you allow the power of stream thinking to, to make this happen? Because, I mean, the way that you can get in there and ask those questions and, to, and really to create a conversation, you don't interview anybody, you have conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just it's I, I, I don't want to be, you know, arrogant about it, but there there is an element of just having the experience allows there to be just an innate trust. I mean, I the 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 immediacy, you know, with which I get responses saying, Yes, of course I'll do it, you know, and the connection, it's just it's it's there immediate because we understand it and we've been, you know, both traumatized by our grief, but then also the subject of so much media there's just you, you you get it there's a lot of head nodding and a lot of uh, oh me too um which I, I want you to feel like you're just sitting around having a cup of coffee or a beer with somebody and and that you you just feel the emotion um and i i that's been important to me it's heavy every time we have these conversations because it is like a big therapy session i want it to be in, inspiring and enlightening and 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 hopeful for people that are listening so um I think if we're just honest and truthful, you get you get to the goods of that stuff. So that's what the goal is. How do you digest that? Because you're right. Because you're receiving so much when when you're recording a podcast or even when you're writing, and and all of a sudden, you know, but when Kim is alone, how how do you recover? I I you know what I think. 
a little bit. Of, it's a little bit of this. I grew up in a very therapeutic environment. I've been in therapy my whole life. Um, I, I went to college. I went to school. I wanted to be a therapist. I remember one professor telling me that I needed to have, you know, tougher skin. I needed to have a harder exterior because I let everything in. Um, and I really resented that at the time. But then for 16 years, I ran a mental health facility and I, I was training interns as to how to provide mental health. And I remember thinking, you've got to figure out a way to compartmentalize. And I think I, I've been able to do that in a way that allows me to, to hold people and give them the space that they deserve in my heart and then figure out a way to to protect it and put it somewhere that it stays safe. Um, and then I I binge TV and I mm-hmm. I. I, I sleep and I spend time with my kid and my fiance and I walk and, you know, I just try to find room for some self-care and, and balance in that. But it's hard because my, my heart is open because I feel so much and I and I want people to feel safe. Um, so it's, it's a daily balance. And you're very much aware of what's going on because, I mean, how when, when you sat down with Kiki Doe, I mean, we're talking about so the average person doesn't know that name, but they will. But the thing is with Jeffrey is, yeah. is, is the fact that he's gone and now uh, his co-partner is in prison. This story is not over yet. It can't be over. And it's, it's going to require people like yourself to keep this story flowing. Yeah, Kiki Doe is the survivor of Jeffrey Epstein, and and you know she she was she came on with her therapist and with her attorney Lisa Bloom, and I it was such a beautiful conversation, and I actually was brought to tears. It was not mm. on it was not on recorded afterwards, but the therapist you know said to me afterwards that she's they've never had a conversation like that, and that isn't to toot my own horn. It was just really open, and it was just like raw, and that one leveled me a little bit. Um, and I, I'm so appreciative for that. Uh, but I, I loved the opportunity to get to know Kiki, and Kiki surprised me. She talked about how the media and and the the high profile component actually is helping her, in in her in her recovery process. And so I was I was really surprised by that. Um, but I'd be grateful that she shared it because that's something I didn't know. And and the benefit of being able to speak out and to control the narrative, that's something that's really important to her. This podcast, it, it, it puts you in the front seat of my car. It also puts me inside a cubicle at work. It's so one-on-one and personal. I mean, it, it's not like radio listening in the way that radio is really. You play a song, everybody can listen and dance to it. What you do is you're, you have created something here that is so personal. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for noticing. I mean, I... I I, I don't want to be a journalist and nothing to right. nothing wrong with that. And I, and I think that is something that, that is important because I'm not, I don't have an agenda. My agenda, you know, it, there, there isn't one. I just, but the goal is that I want people just to feel safe and to be open and honest and to be able to have conversations that we don't always have because the, the producers and the, and the, and the editors out there don't think it's important. And we as the, the victim and survivor, that's what we're screaming to talk about. And, and and it's to go a little bit beyond the sensationalistic headline and, and the exploitive components to, to trauma. There's so much more and there's so much more hope and inspiration that that's, that's left in the wake of bad things. And that for me is something that's super important. I'm, I'm so inspired by the work that other victims and survivors do in the wake of their trauma. And, and that's important to me. And I just, I just want to have human conversations. I think we're so far removed from just being humans. Um, with each other and, and experiencing compassion and, and sensitivity that that's, I just don't want to get back to that a little bit. You know, somebody who is a victim and a survivor are those with autism because so many times they are pushed away, they're not listened to, but I love the way that the world is changing. Uh, my, my wife's um, had a manager in, in accounting with autism. See how that door is opening and autism is something that you have put a lot of your energy into. 
Yeah, I've I've been you know fortunate over the years to to work in a lot of nonprofit organizations, and I I, I worked with Cure Autism now, which was changed to Autism Speaks, and um, you know doing a lot of work in that field, working with people with special needs, and then you know working with with you know teens that were dealing with mental health issues and and suicide and depression and substance abuse. I mean that's where I spent the last 16 years of my life before COVID forced our shutdown. Um, but I I I. I I'm a do-gooder at heart. I've always been. I've always wanted to be in, in the in the human services world, and and I'm, I feel very fortunate to to be given an opportunity to still do that, um, and now in a different way, uh, on a different platform. So how how is it you stay so humble in a world that wants to show off their angel wings? Oh, I do this. I do this. I do this. But not Kim. Kim just keeps moving forward. Oh my 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 teenage son. <laughs> <laughs> my, my kid keeps me humble. Um, I don't know. I, 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 you know what? I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. I think I, I was, I was raised in a house where, you know, I, with my dad and my brother, that was just the environment that we were raised. It was just the three of us. We depended on each other. I, my dad always made sure I was kind and, and polite and, you know, manners were really important to me. And, and, you know, being a, a client of, of therapy my whole life. Um, I don't know. There was just something about it that just really spoke to me. And, and I, I'm good at it, you know, and that's hard for people to acknowledge their, their, their talents. Um, but this is one where I know I just, I'm, I'm, I'm affecting other people and they're affecting me. And I think that for me is the biggest takeaway is that I'm learning something from everybody that I, that I meet and not being too arrogant to acknowledge that, uh, is, is something that my dad has taught me. And, and I'm so grateful for that lesson. Growing up with your dad, he, he seems to be, and it's only because I've seen the pictures and I've seen news stories and stuff like that, he seems to be an eye speaker. In other words, he could look at you, Kim, and you would know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating sometimes, especially as a kid. Um, my dad is is just, the, I, I, I posted something on, on, on Father's Day about he was the, the first man I ever loved, right? He was the first man I gave my heart to. And I didn't really understand that until I got older. But there, my dad has a presence and my dad lives his life with intention and mm-hmm. he's pure and he's just vulnerable all the time. And he's, he's, he's so humble. Talk about humble. Um, he's kind and he's, he's funny, but he's stubborn and he's adamant about things and he's an opinionated person. And, <laughs> and I love all of that. Um, but at the, at the heart of my dad, he just, he's got such, such beauty in, in his heart and, and he's so open and willing to share it. And, and, I just, I've been so fortunate to be able to share him with people. So I appreciate you noticing and asking, um, but my dad's just pretty, pretty freaking fantastic. <laughs> the podcast is called Media Circus. Now, are, are you going to be doing this every week? Or are you just creating seasons? How is it that you're building a plan here? Um, we are doing seasons and the shows are dropping weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm on board to do a lot of seasons, so uh, I, I hope this continues, and I hope people, I hope people listen and, and, you know, share their stories. You can find us on social media. Let me know what you think, what, what, how you're, how it's impacting you. If there's stories that you want to hear more about, um, I really want it to be a, a little bit more interactive, and, and I want to understand how people are re- receiving the information because I think that's really important as well. How are you reacting to the way the world listens to podcasting? Because I mean, I mean, there, if you're sharing stories like this with victims and survivors there's going to be somebody from the uk that's going to reach out to you somebody from sri lanka i mean it's it's all right there inside their presence 
Yeah, you know, that's something that I've, I've learned over the years with, with the media landscape changing. I mean, when our, our family was first introduced to this uh, almost 30 years ago, you know, we didn't have the media the way that it was. We were barely scratching the surface with the Internet at the time. And, and you know, now it's just it's inundated um, with the ability to connect. Uh, sometimes that's super scary <laughs> and sometimes that's really hard to balance. But for the most part, um, I, I love the be- ability to connect. Um, I, I try really hard to write back and to comment and to and to connect with people, especially those that are asking for help and support and resources. Um, I love that people, you know, reach out and want to tell their story and, and to share and just feel like there's another person on the other end of the line that's that's that understands. And so um, I, I love that. And I, I'm doing my very best to get back to everybody. But that that's the beautiful part about this ability to connect with people. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I, lo- I love listening to you and watching you grow and all that kind of stuff. You got to come back again, Kim. You know, the door is always open. I do, and you've been so gracious. I really appreciate it. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Okay. <laughs> I will. I'm going to do my very best. Thank you.